0: Hi, I'm LaDonna and I'm Krista. We are both mamas who have been through the loss of a child.
1: Through our losses we found that other moms like us craved a space to talk about their experience.
0: So we created the Stitches podcast and ministry as a space to talk through loss.
1: However the space is not just to talk about loss, we want to talk about life.
0: About the life of your child.
1: About the life you live after their death.
0: About the messiness of grief.
1: And all those joy-filled moments in between.
0: We want to create a safe haven for mamas throughout this raging storm of grief that is miscarriage, stillbirth, and infant loss.
1: Grief is a non-linear process. Everyone's wound is different, requiring different stitches to mend.
0: So please join us as we try to bring you a little hope and healing through the airwaves.
1: Welcome to the Stitches Podcast. Hey friends, we're coming at you again with another episode.
0: Hi everyone, it's Donna and
1: Krista. (laughs) We are uh, just kind of sitting here hanging out and we really wanted to do kind of a little series starting with this episode about different types of pregnancy loss. And so uh, just to kind of get some education out there and maybe make you aware of things that didn't exist
0: yeah.
1: Um, because I know I didn't know about a lot of ways that things could kind of go awry in pregnancy and I think at least my heart in sharing these isn't to make you really nervous sure. but just to make everyone more aware of different types of loss and that way heaven forbid you have to go through one you mm-hmm. kind of know this oh this can happen right
0: yeah because I know like we talked in a previous episode, I feel like it's been a long time ago, about how just like we both very naively had an understanding or non-understanding of miscarriage or pregnancy loss as a whole because I always in my mind obviously knew like it was pretty common. Like it happened to a lot of women. Um, But I also just thought like miscarriage or loss just meant like you were pregnant and then you started bleeding or something like that. And then like and then it was over. Like nothing else. I just didn't know like all of the multiple ways that that things can happen or that it can happen to women. Right. And it can
1: look very different for different people. Mm -hmm, For sure. So um, we're kind of going to take turns on educating ourselves on certain types of loss, especially the ones that we didn't go through and then explaining them to each other. So you can kind of hear us talk about it. And our first type of loss Uh, that we're going to talk about today is ectopic pregnancy, which Mm -hmm. I can't say very well. I don't know why I chose this one, but ectopic pregnancy. Don't make fun of me. Um, And I also want to say here that we are not doctors or medical professionals. And so what we know is kind of the base knowledge, right? And that's probably good because we're going to explain it (laughs) in very layman terms. But also, just a note here, please do look up your own sources and, um, you know, just kind of educate yourself about the topic as well. That's what we want for you. And, yeah, again, we're not medical professionals. <laughs> right. um, so, yes, a topic pregnancy. I have not experienced it myself, but I know several women who have. Yes. And we were just talking that we feel like this is more common than maybe other types right. of loss. It seems like it. To us, yes, yeah, yeah, that's just our own hypothesis, right. but maybe not. Right. Um, so it, it can be a very serious condition, but first I want to kind of back up and like rewind us back to health class, to biology <laughs> class, yeah, one oh one, and. Um, You know when a man loves a woman. No, just kidding. (laughs) So we'll start. Perfect opener. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, We'll start a little bit, um, a little bit after that. that. Um, So during uh, fertilization of an egg, uh, the sperm typically travels up the fallopian tube to um, the egg, and that's where it's fertilized. And then it's supposed to make its way to the uterus to implant in the wall of uterus that's where everything's supposed to go down and (laughs) it doesn't happen that way in an eptopic pregnancy so what happens is the egg is fertilized but it does not make its way to the uterus so it starts developing in the fallopian tube which is not meant to stretch um not meant to support life and i honestly when i was looking through information about this type of pregnancy loss, I was like, how in the world does it develop without all of the things that it yeah. needs? I mean, I'm sure someone out there could answer that, but that to me is amazing mm-hmm. that it just does its own thing there yeah. too. And it's also amazing that it makes it to the uterus. Yeah. Like. <laughs> that it ever makes it. That it ever there. makes yeah. it there. Yeah. Like what craziness. Um. So what happens is this egg is developing and it gets bigger and bigger, and then the fallopian tube cannot support that life anymore. Right. And this is when it can get really dangerous. And so um, and, and yeah, I'll go into kind of what happens in a worst case scenario, and then like back it up to what should happen if you have good health care. Sure. Um, so it, it could get to the point where the uh, the embryo gets so big. Um, not the embryo, like the fetus, the baby gets so big, um, that it ruptures yeah. that tube, that fallopian tube, and that is where it's like a life-threatening situation mm-hmm. for mom and baby will not survive no matter what in this situation. So that's the saddest part. Right, you cannot at this point in our, <laughs> our human history, you cannot transplant that, um you know, baby, anywhere else. And so um, I've known women that they've ruptured. And then what happens is you start bleeding very quickly internally. Mm -hmm. um, And that, that requires immediate hospitalization. Um, And sometimes you lose your tube. Mm -hmm. I mean, it can affect things later on in life. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just, just to, to back it up, like, the way this can be prevented is if you do have the early care. So if you go in and you, you will get a positive pregnancy test with a tubal pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you're kind of on it and you know, um, okay, hey, like I'm pregnant and then doing scans, they would find that. Um, but like it, it's it happens so early that I think yeah. that's why it's dangerous is you have all the same symptoms mm-hmm. of being pregnant um, The, you know, you have breast tenderness, all these things, but you might also have like more abdominal pain, pelvic pain, vaginal bleeding, or even like shoulder pain. Mm -hmm. Um, And so some of those are a little odd for like early on in pregnancy, but it'd be so hard, I would think, especially if you're a first time mom to distinguish like, oh, this is normal. This is not. Right. And you might not even have those because some people just fly through that, that early stage. Uh-huh. Um, and you'd really need, like, a transvaginal ultrasound probably to right. diagnose that, which just means, like, they're taking the ultrasound internally through your vagina uh-huh. th- and all of that. Um, and if they don't have that, and maybe it would be hard to see. Right. So I could see how it could be missed um, early on. So um, – yeah, if you – I I feel like most of these stories I hear are the, the latter, the first mm-hmm. thing I talked about, which was emergency situation. Right. Where, oh, my gosh, I'm losing blood. We have to do surgery, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And pretty much the only um, – Well, the- and
0: kind of like what is the timeline? Because I feel like normally like you don't get an initial scan mm-hmm. until – what, like, 8, 12 weeks, I feel like. Right,
1: right. Um, And by that time,
0: yeah, you could already
1: have a rupture. You could
0: have already had a rupture, I feel like.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I don't – that's a really good question. That's something I didn't look up is, like, when do they normally happen?
0: Right.
1: Um, maybe you could, like, look that up while yeah. I'm doing yeah. it. But, um, I mean, it's very early on, and your fallopian tube is not big. Right. So you don't have a ton of time because that egg – and or zygote if you want to uh-huh, be like real, you fertilizing <laughs> you guys I passed I passed my biology, biology class <laughs> um it's growing so fast in those initial stages like I heard once that if the egg kept or the development of the baby happened in the same rate that it does in the first like couple weeks uh-huh. that like we'd have 300 pound children or something like that
0: oh my gosh. <laughs> because
1: <laughs> it's just so rapid and things are Dividing and copying dividing and copying. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't, I've only really heard, and this could just be me, of people going into the ER and having surgery immediately um, because the biggest risk is shock mm-hmm. because you're, when you're bleeding internally, you have, I mean, you have very little time to, for it not to impact other organs right. in your body. And so um, you have to get that bleeding stopped. And, um, yeah, and, like, the symptoms of that is the the symptoms of a rupture would be abdominal pain, sudden and intense. And, of course, this bleeding would come with lightheadedness, fainting, and maybe um, shoulder pain as well, Um, things that would not be normal in a like Correct. early pregnancy um and it would be hard to know i feel like that that's what was happening unless I mean, you have to go in and just get medical intervention um but yeah these things are really hard because where this type of loss is hard because it can impact um, your fertility if you lose a, a tube especially because of the rupture
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then um, I mean it's a combination of very physical things happening and very emotional things happening so you have the physicalness of your life being having this life-threatening thing happen but then you have the emotion of like my baby cannot survive right like period There's no chance there is yeah. no chance like it's I mean basically just given this Death sentence and you just went from this wildly excited, exciting time yeah. to being devastated, and you have to physically recover. Either way, because if you, even if it's not an emergency, you're still going to have to have, you know, surgery yeah. or medication to remove baby from your fallopian tube because it can't stay there. And I feel like that would, that would just be, <laughs> that would be so hard because you feel like I don't want to remove this child but I have to yeah otherwise I mean I could die I mean it's really right it's not easy any way you slice it so um you know my heart goes out to the moms out there that have gone through this and um yeah and I I don't know hopefully we can interview a mom who's gone through a topic pregnancy because I'm sure they could add so much more color commentary to this this is just my like basic rundown of what's happening um but yeah definitely if, if you if you're early on in your pregnancy um you, you have to pay attention yeah either way I mean for anything you have to pay attention to what you're feeling what symptoms you're having and just and have have an OB doc. Yeah soon sooner than later like don't wait till like your second trimester to go into the doctor yes if you can help it (laughs) yeah if you can help it um you know life happens but you probably need to go have that appointment because this is why they're not just you know just sometimes it feels like well why do I have to go in because nothing's really happening baby's so small right but these are the kind of things that could happen early on in um pregnancy unfortunately and yeah. I'm, and yeah. of course, like afterwards is really when you have to deal with the emotion of what happened
0: to you. For sure.
1: Um, I remember having a friend just saying, like, it was, so, it was happened so quick. And she had an emergency, like
0: uh-huh.
1: surgery, everything happened so quick that I mean, she really didn't mourn until like weeks after, like months yes. after. And they like hit her like smack in the face because, when you go through a medical emergency you're just like your adrenaline's up you're yeah you're living sure. through the moment you're just trying to survive and then when everything hits you it's just this crash yes and so just the emotional management of having an eptopic pregnancy i think it's so important to realize that that crash is going to come yeah like and not be surprised yeah. by it, not be <laughs> doing for sure lots of work just for your something. own like
0: personal recovery i feel like and then also, you know, recovering from the loss of your child as well. Right. Would just be like, yeah, very emotionally hard.
1: Right. And so, <laughs> and just having people around you, especially, I mean, I'm unfamiliar with how long recovery is. Um, I think it probably depends on what kind of surgery you had to have. Uh-huh. I imagine you might have weightlifting restrictions. Right. If you had to have the like, tubes removed or whatever. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm not a medical professional, but just know that you need to give yourself more time than you think yeah, because of all of the other things wrapped in there. Because if you went in for a surgery that you elected to do, right, you would prepare for that, right? You would take off work.
0: Uh Uh-huh. I mean, not that you can necessarily ever like fully prepare for a recovery when you don't know what's going to happen, but you would just be more prepared for a recovery in that sense than an emergency situation like this where you've, one, just, you know, nearly lost your own life and then lost your child as well. So. Right,
1: right. So we're saying, like, don't go back to work immediately. Sure. <laughs> don't, don't uh, you know, let people do things for you if possible and seek, you know, a support group or yeah. a group or community, even online or, or listening to something like this, sure. uh, you know, of women who have been through this. Because it's definitely not a small deal. Mm-hmm. And I feel like things that happen internally in our bodies, sometimes we try to yeah. hide that from the outside world. And and this one would be particularly easy to hide because you weren't showing. You yeah. weren't – you maybe early. hadn't tell, told people you're pregnant. maybe not even known you're pregnant. Yeah. And so that's difficult too because you have another layer of like, oh, people didn't even know I was pregnant. For sure. So I could just keep acting like it didn't happen.
0: Yeah.
1: But then you have to watch that because – Your body knows. Yeah. Like your body remembers what happened. You remember what happened. And sometimes you just need to be out and open with it or find a community you could really express that in. Um, Because that's really
0: like quick and intense trauma, I feel like, to your, you know, because like I, what we were talking about, I kind of looked it up and it says generally like a rupture happens between like six and 16 weeks. And so I feel like, you know, a lot of women like may or may not know six weeks that they're pregnant, right? And so I just wonder, like, what's the commonality of how often it happens that like they have a rupture and they never even knew? Mm-hmm. So then, you know, obviously if they didn't know, then nobody knew, right? And so they're dealing with um kind of all of the trauma that comes with that,
1: like knowing, but then, not knowing you're pregnant to knowing you're pregnant to knowing you're going to you're gonna lose the yes, baby to having all in surgery. a matter of
0: like one a point one time of going to the hospital or whatever, right? Right? That would all happen like very quickly um if it if it had ruptured that early and you didn't even know right well Um, I would have yeah that's so interesting
1: that it's that I mean I thought it would be definitely pre like 12 because uh I don't think I was like there's no way Philippian Philippian tubes are so tiny tiny yeah
0: like yeah that's insane so interesting and then like they said like in diagnosis obviously they can find it from like a blood test or whatever, which you get at your very first initial appointment. But sometimes Mm -hmm. that's not until eight weeks. Right. So, like, even if you knew right at four and you called, like, sometimes they're not going to schedule you for your um, initial, like, OB appointment until, like, between eight and 12, really. And so I'm like, there could be a lot of this happening, like, without you even, you know, like, you wouldn't know. Right. Until it was already too late. Not that going there i mean they would be able to diagnose it very quickly with it said like either the urine test or even like your hcg which i didn't know could is extremely low when you have a
1: oh um, a tubal pregnancy
0: mm-hmm. okay gotcha and then like in the first like normally in a regular pregnancy the first like 12 weeks it that intensifies very quickly right it kind of like, like i think it like, almost doubles or it, something every yeah week. i know like a lot because i remember like way back like even with Hadley and with Hudson and Isla they would be like Well, oh, we're gonna check it and when it gets to whatever 14,000 or I know with Hadley they're like when it gets to that we'll schedule you because you'll be about 12 weeks and at that time they took it and it was like 200,000 or something crazy. <laughs> they're like so I know overachiever. It gets very high the farther you get in your pregnancy but it said like it's usually extremely low if it's like a fertilized egg in your
1: Yeah, which makes sense. It's not where it's supposed to be. It's not how it's supposed to develop.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, they would be able to, I feel like, diagnose it quickly. But if you aren't able to go to the appointment until when they would regularly schedule it between, like, 8 and 12 weeks, then it could already be too late, you know? Right. Right. Not that they could fix it, but that it could already rupture. You could already be...
1: They could fix it a little easier. Correct. Or without the pain and suffering part prior
0: and, to it, like right. actually rupturing and then you being in danger. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Right. That's it's so crazy. And so I guess that's part of why like we just wanted a, a little rundown of each one of these. So in general, you kind of know what happens or what to look yeah, for, for, for sure. because it's always good to have that piece of knowledge with you, especially when it heaven forbid comes to be because
0: yeah,
1: I mean – I feel the same about labor and birth. Mm-hmm. You need to know every little like spoke of what could happen. Yeah. Not to scare you, but just to know like what do I want done? Yeah. During that situation because for me, like I haven't had to have a C-section, right? Mm-hmm. And so but I've thought through what would I want during a C-section? How would I want to deal with that situation? Right. In my head so that way I can kind of almost hop on that mental slide. Yes. When it if it came if it to be, yeah. you know, because um, it makes it a little bit less overwhelming in the moment, at least to me, right? Like, obviously, you can't think through every single thing that's going to ever right. happen to you, right? But, and and it could turn easily to anxiety, but I do think it is wise to at least think through, just these think things. through it before, yeah, yeah, yeah. But really, friends, that's all I have on ectopic pregnancy. Um, like I said, it's a very High overview of that. I'm sure there's much more we could have gone over. Yeah. Uh, and if you have had an uptopic pregnancy, head over to our Instagram, leave a comment on this yes, episode, um, send us an email just about your experience or even tips that you would have. Like, yeah, I, I would love to know because I've not experienced it.
0: Absolutely, it would be nice to to talk to you know women that we know have experienced or even women that we don't know that have and just kind of hear. know like their whole perspective and
1: yeah 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 all right friends well we'll talk to you later okay
0: bye friends
1: thank you so much for joining us for the stitches podcast today we hope that if you want to get connected with us you will join us at stitcheshaven.org
0: Or you can find us on our social media pages at Stitches Haven on both Facebook and Instagram. And of course, we would love it if you rated
1: our show so others can find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.